0: Hello and welcome to M's Authority podcast. Can you believe we are at 24 episodes? This is amazing. Uh you would have noticed that this episode today is going to be aired not on a Monday, the first Monday I've ever missed, uh and it's instead going to be aired on the Tuesday, uh late on Tuesday night. So apologies But it is heading into the silly season and everything has just been a bit cray, let's be real. So today I'm going to be talking to you all things uh, Capricorn season, uh, wrapping up 2023 and summer solstice and lots of other juicy goodness, um, whatever I basically have time for. Basically like a see you out of 2023 episode. Um, So it's probably going to be a long one. It's going to be a big one. Um, But it's going to be so juicy and it's needed because uh, we cannot clear out, well, actually, no, we cannot move forward until we clear out the year that was. And I'm a very big believer in, um, you know, reflection and going back and looking back on all of the things that happened in 2023 and really going through that process of just seeing how far you've come and really clearing out, like, what are you taking with you into 2024? What are you leaving behind? Like, there's so many... Um, beautiful opportunities, uh, and these energies right now that we're in are so supportive of this. Yes, we are still in Mercury Retrograde, so hence the need for slowing down, hence why I'm getting this done so late. Um, But you know what? It's all divinely orchestrated. So before I really jump into this episode, I want to remind you, uh, it is Christmas (laughs) coming up on Sunday, I believe, or Monday. No, Monday. Um, So if you have not already and you are looking for a last-minute gift, Uh, I highly, highly suggest uh, I've got a couple of vouchers available um, for my chart readings and I've had a few people purchase them and they're like, oh my God, this is going to make the best gift ever. And they're super excited to gift them. Um, So if that is something you are interested in, uh, reach out and let me know. Uh, We'll put a link in the show notes. It's such a beautiful, beautiful offering to give someone and not only like even if you give them the 2024 reading of the year ahead like that literally is going to be giving to them all year long like it's so powerful so uh go and do that if you are wanting to spoil a loved one or perhaps you just want to indulge and give yourself a reading also fine too i have all of the details uh will be in the show notes for that Um, What housekeeping do I have? I don't even know. I feel like I'm all over the shop because uh, when I'm not in my normal home, I am house sitting at a beautiful beach property in Perigian Beach uh, and it's amazing. And so because of that, I've been having lots of family time and just chilling and going to the beach and living my best life. And I was like, fuck the podcast. Uh, So apologies, but you know what? It is what it is. And I've been loving this family time and just slowing down. So I just kind of had this on Mars Day. At the end of the day, I was like, right, we've got to get this done. So here we are, even though I feel like I've yeah put it off for the last couple of days. Not put it off, but I've just been, it's just been a lot. And I've been really feeling called cool to just take some time off um, because I've been going pretty hammer and tongs for 24 weeks straight with this podcast. Um, and then obviously running the business alongside this. So uh, it's going to be a nice little break for me. And I will definitely catch you guys in the new year and give you all of the heads up on 2024 and what's to come. But uh, this episode is basically going to see you through till the end of 2023, which feels fucking crazy to think that we're ending a year, that we're literally on the precipice of starting something new. So yes, there is still um, a couple of weeks left of 2023. And I know this is like the Christmas new year void and a lot of people switch off and a lot of things don't happen. But my biggest piece of advice to you is given the current energies that we are in, and slowing down with the Mercury retrograde that we're still on the thick of, need I remind you. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful time to really still finally finish up 2023. You know, don't finish the year now, finish it right when you're meant to, but use this time to schedule in like reflection and looking at where you've come from, looking at whatever it is that you've achieved across this last 12 months. It's such a powerful practice. And then can you, only then, can you call in 2024? And I I don't know what it's going to look like, but I really want to share how I call in my New Year's and what I use to guide and navigate. I normally do a yearly card spread, which might I add, I went back and reflected upon some of the cards I pulled and like what actually happened across each of those months. And I was like, holy fuck, that was so spot on. Like, it's literally just it's crazy. Like I can't even tell you. So I'm thinking, uh, if we are on the Sunshine Coast, I normally run my women's circles, um, once a month. And I just had the last one, uh, this Sunday just gone. And so what I'm thinking is, um, mid Jan, whatever, I think Sunday from a month's time, (laughs) whatever that date is, I'll have a look. I haven't even looked at the calendar yet. Um, I am thinking that that circle is going to be all around, um, it's going to be a longer circle. We're going to do some journeying, of course, as always, and meditation and Reiki and whatever else needs to come through, all for juicy goodness. But uh, I'm thinking that we're even going to do our own 2024 year ahead card spreads because that's when the energy starts to pick up, when Mercury goes, clears its shadow, goes direct, and it's a beautiful time to start working with that. So uh, if you're keen and you're on the Sunshine Coast, uh, keep your eyes peeled because I will be putting out all these juicy details very soon. Uh, now, let's dive in. I don't even know because I'm so disjointed right now with the fact that it's Tuesday night. Uh, so I'm not even going to break down each of the days of the week ahead. I think I'm just going to do the overarching themes because we've already missed some um, nearly half the week. Let's be real here. Um, by the time you listen to this, which will probably be Wednesday, because I can't imagine people will be listening to this late Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, Basically, I'm going to dive straight into the solstice. So the summer solstice is happening on the 22nd, which is Friday. Um, if you are on my newsletter, you will also would have had the weekly breakdown. So uh, heads up if you weren't on the newsletter list. Uh, at least the newsletter went out. I was organized with that, just not the podcast. So... Jump on that if you want the updates. Again, that'll probably be in my last newsletter for 2023. We'll see. Um, see how I'm feeling. But, I, yeah, I'm feeling really called to take some time off and just really just switch off completely, which will be a maze. Get off the socials, get off everything, and just reset. I think it's really needed. Um, so back to solstice. So solstice is on the 22nd, uh, which is a Friday, Venus Day. And it's just, it's a, it's going to be a beautiful dreamy day. I'm really looking forward to it, to be fair. Summer solstice is one of my favorite times, you know, it's calling in uh, Christmas, like it's on that portal of like opening Christmas and you're in that holiday mode and it's like the days are so long, the nights are balmy. Well, obviously depending on where you are here in the Southern Hemisphere and in Queensland, it's just a beautiful, beautiful time. And so, the solstice marks our brightest and light. Well, actually, it's not the brightest; it's the longest day daylight of the year. So, uh, from that point onwards, once we hit that solstice point, we're, we we kind of move into a waning um, a waning time of the light before we move into the autumn equinox, which happens uh, in time as Aries season starts, which is in uh, mid March. And so, that really is. Basically, like from now until Friday, we're in this waxing point where the light's been building and building and growing and we're kind of coming onto full bloom. And then we kind of go into this full bloom and that cycle will be for three months. Um, because again, not well, yeah, with the solstices, we always um have them which activates and opens our official seasons. So technically we aren't really in summer. Um, I don't know where this whole summer came from. Starting it on December the 1st. We actually don't initiate summer until um, we actually have the summer solstice point in Capricorn Frost in the southern hemisphere. Um, so that is a fun fact. So we're technically not in summer yet, but we will be on Friday. <laughs> and yeah, it's really about mapping and marking our change of seasons and cycles. So I think that's really powerful. They all align with the cardinal signs. So the cardinal signs being Capricorn, Aries, Libra and Cancer, And all of those have the summer, autumn, winter and spring equinox and solstice points. And so these are powerful days and not a lot of people talk about them, but they are really potent. They open up a portal. Uh, It's extremely important to get It's more of like our earth portals and our earth seasons and cycles. So it's really important to get grounded. It's really important to honour the earth and, you know, really do what you need to do to clear out from one cycle and moving forward to the next uh, because these are more of like our bigger macro cycles. And, of course, we have the micro cycles, which are each day's um within each of the weeks which are in each of the months which are in each of the seasons so it's a really really cool um energy point and portal to work with so the ways in which I will be working with the summer solstice I always love to just honor earth I love to get out I'll be looking at the stars I will be out in the ocean um I will just be embracing the outdoors and it's just such a beautiful time uh given that yeah the Sunshine Coast weather has been putting it on I might add it's been sunny and beautiful and I've just been at the beach like oh it's just amazing so I dare say it will involve me going to the beach I will be in meditation I will be in ritual um I'm even thinking as well that night I think I'm going to do a fire ceremony because I love the fact that the sun I are basically worshipping the sun as well and I really want to honour that because the sun is made up of fire. So, I'm going to call in that fire element and probably work with that as well. So, super, super beautiful. Um, So, that's the first thing. That is uh, summer solstice. And now, what else? So, I guess I've already spoken into we've been in mercury retrograde um for just over a week now i think it's been i actually don't know i'm like my time space continuum is just all over the place i'm like am i still in 2023 like or am i in 2024 i don't even know um so yes We are still in Mercury retrograde. We are still in – Mercury is still in Capricorn. It will, on the 23rd, however, go back through into Sagittarius. And I have broken this down um, on my episode last week about what those sort of energies can bring around that. And I've also done another episode on the Girl Awakening podcast. So I might even link to that one in the show notes if I remember. And you can go and check that out because it's a really nice breakdown of – how Mercury Retrograde, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm yawning. Ooh. It's 9.30, guys, so bear with me. <laughs> um, Yeah, how that Mercury Retrograde is actually a different and unique one because of the fact that we're going across the two different signs, which is not normally the case. And with that as well, we... Yeah, I've broken it down. I feel like I've already talked about this, so I don't want to go too much into it with this episode. So go and either check out my previous episode and or um, the Girl Awakening podcast episode because I feel like I fucking nailed those episodes. They were pretty good if I say so myself. <laughs> my Leo Rising is so happy right now. Loves my own validation. So, yeah, I guess Mercury Retrograde for me has been really just calling me to slow down, to be really present, to spend time with the fam, um... And to really just kind of reassess my like work, my day-to-day rituals, Like, what am I doing, what like what needs to change, what needs to shift, and what do I need to refine, what do I need to reflect upon, where do I need to be more internal, and all of the things. So it's been really, really um, nice for me. And again, this depends on where Capricorn is ruling your chart and also Sag. And pretty soon I'm going to dive into what Capricorn season is going to actually bring us because, as I mentioned, the summer solstice officially opens Capricorn season. And so I'll break down um, as I normally do for all the um monthly season episodes, uh, the house which is being activated for you based on your rising sign. So it's important to know your sun, moon, and rising signs so you can work this out. And yeah, I think that's probably a good little segue into Capricorn season. So Capricorn season is, yeah, beginning on the 22nd. So if it is your birthday month uh, between the 22nd of December and 22nd of Jan, happy birthday month, happy Capricorn season. Um, Capricorn really brings us about this like kind of serious energy. It's really goal-oriented really driven you know it's really slow and meticulous I would like to say and it basically is like it's the perfect season to like clear out the end of the year and to open a new year and that is why Capricorn season always falls in alignment with our um new years and um yeah seeing out one year and opening the portal to the next it's such a beautiful earth energy it's ruled by Saturn so Saturn's all around our discipline and when we do that hard work we are rewarded so it's really a time of hard work a time of really getting your structures right really you know starting to focus on your goals and it's interesting because here in the southern hemisphere you know we are into that like holiday period the silly season everyone kind of switches off a bit But then like, you know, come Christmas time and then in between we have like that Christmas New Year void week, which is actually Daisy's birthday week. (laughs) She's on the 28th. She's smack bang in the middle of that void. Um, So I feel like, yeah, then we come out of that once we have that like New Year point, um, then that's when the Capricorn energies really become more serious and really more goal driven and oriented. And I really, really, yeah. I love Capricorn season. It's just a beautiful time. It's in the middle of summer for us here in the Southern Hemisphere. And, yeah, it's really important to have those structures, to have that, um, you know, seriousness about life, about our career, but to not also, like it's a reminder to not also take things too seriously. So, yeah, uh, Capricorn traits also are really Appreciate the finer things in life as well. They're an earth sign. I mean, all earth signs do. I'm a Taurus sun. I appreciate the finer things in life. I appreciate quality over quantity. And Capricorn is very much uh, similar to that. So yeah, Capricorns really thrive well with structure. So it's a nice time to, yeah, start to look at your structures, how you're structuring things and what needs to shift and change. And with that being said, I'm going to run through the rising signs and go through each of your rising signs and give you a little bit of a snapshot about what's going to come up for you for uh, Sag, Sag Capricorn season, which clearing out, we're closing out Sag season, which I'm a bit bummed about because Sag season has been a fucking time for me. It's been a ball. I felt so in my element. I'm loving it. Kind of sad for it to end. So I kind of just want to bottle it up and just live Sag sag season and Sag energy for my whole life. (laughs) No, I kid, I kid. But um now, back to the seriousness of Capricorn. If you are an Aries rising, uh, this is activating your tenth house. Now, this is your house of career, your public image, your status, how you are seen within the world. So themes around yeah, your career, perhaps uh how you identify within the world, like you know, are you known as a mother? Are you known as a really hard worker? Are you known as whatever it is, X, Y, Z. Um, all of those themes will be illuminated by the sun uh, in your 10th house. If you are a Taurus rising, your ninth house is being activated and the ninth house is all about higher um, learning and education. So you might be feeling really called to study, to even travel. It rules long-distance travel, the ninth house. So there may be um, times about you starting to put in structures to make sure you've got that... Um, time to want to take to indulge in your spiritual growth and through travel and long-term and long distance travel. Um, So those are all themes that will be illuminated for you. Uh, The Gemini risings will have your eighth house activated. Now this is where the sun illuminates all things taboo and Capricorn being in here probably isn't too happy because uh, Capricorn kind of likes things black and white and with it being in your eighth house it's kind of a bit like it wants things oh my gosh sorry I am house sitting and there's uh a cat (laughs) hey Luna (laughs) and she's just walking over my keypad and my laptop I'm like hopefully she didn't pause anything but I think we did um yeah, so Capricorns kind of like things black and white, but the eighth house is it's full of depth and there's, you know, the underworld and things we may not really be able to see. And it's kind of a bit grey. It's the taboo topics we don't really want to talk about. So um, that is all being illuminated for you. It also is the house of death. And, yeah, having Capricorn sitting here and being activated by the sun for you is really all about looking towards, like, you know, those things that I have... Uh, not necessarily a higher meaning or perspective, but more like looking into things for more of a taboo-based topic, if that makes sense. Um, as in like you might be feeling really drawn to kind of focus more on like taboo topics such as astrology even, um, taboo topics such as ugh, my brain is actually kind of not working as well as I'd love it tonight. Um but you get that you get the hint. Uh so that will be for a gemini rising. Uh for cancer rising this is activating your relationship house, your seventh house, and this is really asking you to look at your relationships with others, look at your relationship to self and you know, sometimes having capricorn in the seventh house of relationships can mean that and again this is a shadow trait of capricorn. But the sun illuminating this may kind of highlight to you perhaps where you've been a little bit emotionally distant because Capricorn's kind of more like that black and white like emotionless sign. yes, obviously in the highest expression it is able to express itself emotionally however um, most times they do struggle so uh, things and themes related to that may be coming up for you as it cancer rising. Uh, if you are a Leo rising, that is me, um, we are getting our sixth house activated. And for me, that's what I mentioned before as well. So not only, um, obviously, this is the sun and Capricorn season that I'm doing here right now, but you can also relate this back to the Mercury retrograde themes uh, because Mercury will start its journey in Capricorn and then it will retrograde back to Sagittarius. So bear that in mind as well as I'm reading you these. So... As I mentioned, uh, with my sixth house being activated, obviously, from the Mercury retrograde and this Capricorn sum, it's all about work, my day-to-day routines and rituals, uh, how I'm bringing structure and organisation into my day-to-day routines and rituals, and, you know, my it's the house of service. So what is, like, where do I need to focus my service and attention towards? Um, it's a really, really beautiful time uh, to, and I kind of like this, Um, having Capricorn here in the sixth house and just I just love the way that my chart is placed to be honest Um, it's a really just nice um, energy to kind of call in the year to kind of focus on those day-to-day routines and rituals because I notice always the new year is like a time where I do kind of want to make those positive shifts and changes and having Capricorn in that sixth house really helps that and I am quite a disciplined person uh, with my routines and rituals and practices as much as like I can sometimes be a little bit, um, what's the word, like not as disciplined. (laughs) Um, I have like a, it's kind of like an opposing force. It's like one moment I just want to be lazy as fuck and do nothing. But then like I have this like, oh, yeah, I got to do this, like this real strong Saturn and Capricorn energy as well. So um, that's me. Anyways, that turned into a bit of a ramble. Let's keep going. Uh, If you are a Virgo rising, this is activating your fifth house and this is your house of um children it's the house of sex it's the house of creative self expression so um having the sun activate this through the capricorn lens for you is really about um you know bringing a bit more again this can kind of be a bit of an illumination into perhaps things around like what's bringing you joy with regards to like your inner child stuff you know think back to when you were a child like what brought you joy and What do you potentially need to focus and restructure in order to bring that joy back into your life? And yeah, like how can you really focus on the dismantling of those structures if there's something that is holding you back from experiencing that inner joy? So if you are a liberal rising, this is activating your fourth house of home and family. So home and family for you is really important as it is for everyone, of course. Um, However, being that you have Capricorn here, Uh, it's really going to ask you to bring a bit more structure to your home and family routine and also, you know, liberalizing so you have everything uh, in the opposite uh, house to its natural rulership because that's just the beauty of that. That's just how your chart is made up, um, which is super cool. So you kind of get the dualities of everything um, within your chart. So, yeah, this can also be related to, like, you know, matters around – uh, masculine energies in the home and family as well um given that that's this is the father house father father um rules saturn house uh, fuck my words i'm like butchering the fuck out of this sorry guys um what am i even trying to say here so the fourth house is normally ruled by cancer which is a mother moon house and you have your capricorn here which is a masculine energy well actually no capricorn is a feminine energy this is where it gets a bit Tricky Capricorn is a feminine energy, but it's ruled by Saturn, which is the masculine and the divine masculine, um, or father figure, Daddy Saturn, as I call it. So, you have Capricorn being activated here. <laughs> so, it's like this, um, you know, daddy, strict daddy is kind of like comes to the home and family life. And he's like, Hey, what's going on? Is this what we need to be doing? Like, dad gets home from work and he's like, Why is this all not done? Why is the house dirty? Blah blah blah. That's the kind of energy I guess I'm trying to fucking get out of here. Jesus Christ. I am sorry for um, you guys if you're earlier on in the piece and you'll say you're in Aries Rising and you have to listen to all of this. Maybe fast-forward some of this. Uh, Gosh, 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 gosh. Anywho, Scorpio Risings. This is activating your third house and this is the house of siblings. This is the house of uh, communication. This is the house of uh, cerebral processing and, yeah, your intellectual thinking. So, And the house of short travel. So the sun being here, perhaps you want to go and organise a little short-term weekend getaway. Um, Perhaps you're really focusing on how your communication is and perhaps you're focusing on matters around your siblings if that is relevant to you. Um, If you're a Sagittarius rising, this is activating your second house. So the sun coming through your second house, Uh, that's your money house, your values. It's really going to ask you to... um, yeah perhaps relook really at your um, values and your structures around money as well um having the sun here is an illuminator a nice uh activation for your second house of course um anytime you have a secondary oh my God a second house um planet yeah. A planet coming through activating the second house. Oh my gosh, bear with me, guys. I'm telling you, I am really needing this break. Let me tell you, my brain is turning to Mars. So I know that when I rest, rest and recharge, it's just going to be oh, magical. Um, anyways, so having a planet such as the Sun or Venus coming through a second house is always a favorable time, it will bring you money. Um, and a- abundance and really make you kind of like yeah really look at your money and how it's coming to you how the structures around that are in place and capricorns i should also mention um at the start of this episode as i was mentioning the archetype of capricorn capricorns always have money guys um i do not know a person who has strong capricorn energy that does not have money Um, they are just, you know, even if they say they don't have money, like they always have money. Like they've got a plan B, C, D, E, F, all the way to Z. Um, They will never be without. They are always taken care of. So um, that's just a fun fact there. Uh, Now, uh, if you are a Capricorn rising, this is activating your first house. So you are going to be experiencing um, the sun activating your self-expression so really just looking at who you're showing up to be how you're expressing yourself and is that really how you want to be presenting to the world Um, and if you're an Aquarius rising this is activating your 12th house and 12th house transits can sometimes be a bit more of a time where you kind of really want to retreat retract be home um, a bit more of an introverted house um, time to do some really deep subconscious and internal work um, and just really yes it's almost like you kind of want to go hermiting when the sun activates your 12th house or the moon for that matter. More so the moon um, is a bigger point of wanting to hermit, but obviously the sun goes through this transit for one month of the entire year. So obviously you don't want to fully be a hermit for a month. I mean, unless you do, then go for it. But um, yeah, I feel like there's always beauty in taking that time to just kind of rest and just really focus on like, what do you need to do to nourish you? So that was for Aquarius rising and last but not least, you, poor Pisceans. I need to mix up this order, but it's just easier for me when I write it from start being Aries all the way through. It just makes my makes sense to my brain. Oh, uh, Pisces, this is activating your eleventh house. Now, um, this is all about your goals, your aspirations. So, if you're a Pisces rising, you know this is a beautiful time to really start to focus on those bigger dreams and aspirations, and you know, really making sure like the structures are there to support you that you're still kind of grounded in those that it's not too far-fetched Capricorn kind of, you know, obviously it's ruled by Saturn. So it has that kind of seriousness to it. It has that need for, you know, but can this really happen? Like, is this really feasible right now? Um, so, you know, you might kind of get those a little bit of a reality check there, uh, because being a Pisces, uh, Placid sun, moon or rising, um, you really sometimes can get a little bit um, caught up in escaping reality. So Saturn here in the 11th house is kind of like, actually, let's just bring it back down and make sure that everything that you are calling in, all your goals, all your aspirations are actually in alignment. And also the, um, what do you call it? Uh, 11th house also rules around like your community. So, you know, you might be feeling really called to go out and be really active and involved within your community as the sun is coming through your 11th house. All right. So that is Capricorn season. We can tick that off. We can tick, you know, we've done our Mercury retrograde check-in. We can tick the summer solstice off. I think all that I really wanted to also talk about in this episode, again, providing my laptop doesn't fucking die, Um, kind of playing with a bit of fire here. We're down to a little bit low in the battery. Um, so I also wanted to just kind of reflect on where 2023 has taken us, what we are leaving behind and what's shifted and changed. And yeah, just, I think it's really cool and powerful to kind of just, you know, go back through and I'm only like, obviously there was so much more that happened in 2023. I'm just picking out the major ones, especially the ones that I felt were really, um, potent and strong collectively. So um yeah, in March you would have rem- again, you probably actually may not have remembered. Um <laughs> I yeah. Uh we had Saturn move from Aquarius into Pisces. Now um, Saturn moved from its natural rulership, which is quite happy in Aquarius, uh, into Pisces where he's probably not too happy there. And this has been, you know, a time where perhaps we were kind of really brought to our knees with like, is this really something that you can ground into real life? You know, um, Pisces obviously is that dreamy sign. It's also the last sign of the Zodiac, so it's about endings and completions. And so Saturn's kind of helping us really wrap up stuff, like what is no longer true to you, what is no longer in alignment with your dreams. Um, Saturn here will really kind of help you clear out anything that – you know, isn't uh aligning for you anymore, isn't for your highest good. Um, so if you think back to yeah, March and what sort of themes started coming up for you then, because obviously Saturn is still in Pisces, uh, as we speak right now, and it will stay in Pisces uh until 2025, and then it will move into Aries, which will be whew, a whole different energy. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that, to be fair, because right now, um, as a Leo rising, my eighth house has Saturn going through it, which is not a nice transit, to be fair. I'm lucky that I don't have too many, well, I mean, I have a couple of points. Um, I don't have any planets there, but I have some points. Again, that's a bit more advanced astrology. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a time. Uh, my mental health has been a bit all over the place this year. But then again, I think like, whose hasn't? Everyone I speak to is just like, fuck 2023, what are you? Um, so that you know, not saying that we shouldn't blame that all on Saturn being in Pisces, but it's definitely um something that has stirred up the emotions within us because that's the other thing. Pisces is very sensitive and, you know, Saturn's going to make sure that we're really processing these emotions, that we're honouring things that are coming up. We can't, like, repress them anymore. Um, So that's another thing that was brought up to our awareness and our attention uh, this year. And yeah, like we also in March had Pluto move into Aquarius, uh, which is monumental because that won't happen again in our lifetime, uh, where Capricorn, well, wait, that was a bit of a, a bit, bit much. So (laughs) Pluto, uh, yeah, made a brief appearance into Aquarius, um, for a couple of months. In 2023. I forget we're still in 2020 this year. Um, and he then went back into the last degree points of Capricorn. And then early next year in January of 2024 he will go back into Aquarius and then he will do his final last little stint in Capricorn. And then as of 2025 he will never return to Capricorn again in our lifetime. That's like a 235-year cycle, okay? So that was a big energy. And, again, Pluto works like by working in the underworld and really stirring up the muck and the shit. And then it's kind of that slow process to say, like, hey, this is all the stuff in the murkiness that you didn't see, but now here it is in your face. Um and being into Aquarius, you know, that's all around our it's the rebellion energy. It's really about shaking up the structures of things, really being a rebel, maybe not without a cause, with a cause. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, you know, those energies are still gonna be playing out. Um, but yeah, we just had a lot of outer planet shifts this year, which is just like collectively a big time. So these ener- energies that we've been working with have been you know pretty strong and it's been it's been a tough time like i mean i don't know if i'm the only one here that's felt this but fuck 2023 nearly broke me to be fair um yeah it nearly broke me like i am so happy and grateful for all of the growth like obviously <laughs> um that's a beautiful gift to take from this but holy fuck guys i can't even tell you like how much it nearly broke me and it kind of makes me emotional even talking about this right now um and where else I feel like this episode's a bit all over the place I apologize but hey you are getting this and I am just happy that I can get this to your ears before the year's done um then we had in May we had Jupiter move into Taurus so you know that was a time of where things started to really go into inflation um in terms of the cost of living and the pressures around that, like that obviously started the property market. I mean, that obviously started earlier on in the piece too, but, you know, there was still a few more things with that. Um, But I feel like Jupiter in Taurus is still going to be there until May of 2024 and it's currently doing its retrograde right now. But when it goes direct again... Um, I think things are going to be so different uh, and it's just actually a beautiful time to call in so much abundance. So I know that 2024 is going to be a very abundant year. Um, I should have mentioned too that numerologically, the numerology um, of the year next year is a collective eight year, which is all about abundance. It's the infinity number. Um, It's really about, you know, working cooperatively with people it's really about um yeah mostly i like to just focus on the abundance side because i'm sure we could all deal with a bit of that because the seven year is really like a collective like spiritual awakening a purge and really Yeah, it it was a time. So that was where we're coming out of in 2023, moving into a collective eight-year. So I think, yeah, it's going to be a nicer shift, a nicer energy, and it's not going to be as tumultuous as what 2023 has been. Oh, cut them. And then if we reflect back to june pluto went back into capricorn and you know there's been so much that's happened this year and like i'm just really touching on the big major shifts here but there were obviously some other astrological aspects which i didn't feel like going through and breaking all of those down again because you know um it takes a lot to really analyze and go through all of that too to be fair um so uh then july we also had the nodes um shift signs so from the north node being in Aries and the south node being in Scorpio we move to the north node shifting into Aries and the south node in Libra which is still where we're currently at and we will continue to be in that until the end of 2024 um so you know those energies were really the Taurus and Scorpio axis was really about um you know, what was materially important to us, where did we need to focus more on our worth, Uh, where did we need to step more into our worth, what was, it was a real cycle of our value system, you know, especially stuff around money. Um, That was a big collective theme there. And then the nodes, yeah, shifting into the Aries. Libra axis was all about coming back to self, our expression, Um, relationships were very heavily um, focused upon as well. So we definitely felt that shift. And, you know, we had the Venus retrograde in Leo, which was from July until September. So Venus was heavily activated. Venus was also the ruler of the south node um, with the eclipses in Libra towards the back end of this year in um, October. And it had one last ruling of the north node eclipse in Taurus. So Venus has been heavily activated, which is all around our values, our money, our finances, our relationships. So it was a big year, um, you know, for our relationships as well and I'm sure there's probably other things that I've missed and obviously you know we have all of the moons in and amongst that and all of the other day-to-day planetary transits which I talk to you about each week on the podcast too like they all add up so it's been a time and it's going to be really nice to yeah kind of just go back through and do like a monthly check-in of like okay what happened in January of 2023 and then, you know, go month by month and see how far you've come, what you've done, what you shifted, what you changed. Um, it's really nice to reflect because I also started writing in my journal. Actually, fuck, that's funny. I just that literally just dropped in then. In March, I started diligently writing every day in my journal. I mean, obviously I've missed a couple of days here and there, but like that habit and that practice has definitely been set there. And I just realized that's when <laughs> Saturn went into Pisces around March and that's when I started to really get a bit more serious with all about my spiritual growth and you know practices and all that sort of stuff so that is pretty cool to note and yeah like I can't wait to dive into my reflection and just kind of go a bit more internal and really just focus on me and clearing out stuff. Anyways I feel like I've talked a lot about myself but you know what that's how I help you guys learn through my experiences to To give you and part on you my wisdoms um so I think that's probably enough I think you're probably sick of hearing your talk right now um I think that that's a lot for you to kind of digest and you know I think you're all gonna have a beautiful Christmas yes we're in Mercury retrograde slow down your plans might get changed be flexible be adaptable be okay with that Um, especially as Sag moves, uh, sorry, Mercury moves back into Saj on the 23rd. And, you know, that's a mutable sign. So it's just like, how can you be more adaptable? Where do you need to reflect upon? What is actually your truth? All of the things. It's going to be a time. Um, I hope you have a beautiful Christmas. I hope you have the most amazing start to your new year. If I don't speak to you before then, I hope that, yeah, this, inspires you to really clear out the year that was before you call in the year that is Um, coming up ahead as 2024 and I really hope that you've enjoyed this first season of my podcast holy fuck guys like I made it through a whole season and I was so diligent I was so committed got episodes out every Monday for yeah 23 weeks consistently the 24th week I (laughs) um, got it out on Tuesday but that's okay. I'm doing the best that I can and I have to cut myself a bit of slack, but I'm just super proud of myself. And I'm really just so grateful for all of my avid podcast listeners. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for supporting me. And yeah, I'm just so grateful. So yeah, this kind of wraps up season one. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. I'm so, yeah, that's crazy. Like I'm actually so proud of myself for actually starting this and committing to this. And yeah, it's gonna be nice to take a couple of weeks off. Obviously. Oh my gosh. Yawning, yawning, yawning. Obviously, I will um start to. I mean, I've already started to look into 2024, let's be real here. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna really do a deep dive into that and just really kind of sit with what needs to be birthed in 2024. I've got a bit of a rundown of all my astrological stuff. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. And with that being said, uh, if you haven't and you want to, book a fucking 2024 reading. They're so powerful. I love them. I love doing them. Um, There's a lot of work on my part, but, you know, to see the gift that I can give to others on the other side and just, like, prep you for the year ahead, like, it's fucking magical. It's potent and it's practical. I break everything down for you and you'll know exactly what to expect, when, and what season, what cycle, all of the things. It's fucking important. Anyways, my laptop is going to die if I don't plug it in, and I don't feel like moving, uh, because that will, you know, make a bit of a ruckus uh, for this sound quality. So, I'm going to love you and leave you, and thank you again for being here on this journey with me. Thank you. I hope you've had a beautiful 2023, and I hope that I've made an impact on your life. Um, again, reach out over on Instagram, um, connect with me there. I'm going to go now. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have the best Christmas and best news. Enjoy your time with your family. Love you. Bye.